nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. Stop it! Stop it! Hi, welcome back to Do Not Adjust Your Picture. I'm Stuart. I'm Skylar. And <laughs> uh, today we are watching Killing Spree, directed by Tim Ritter. Now, I promise to keep this take terse. <laughs> because I went on about, uh, you know, things. You That what? last take had to have been like 15 minutes of you just saying things in a vocal fry. And like... I don't like when people comment on how people's voices sound, but I literally almost fell asleep listening to you talk about this. Should we start an ASMR podcast? Then? No, I really don't like ASMR. I know it's not sexual, but for some reason it creeps me out. You don't, you just don't, you don't, I guess you don't have the, uh... Yeah, I'm not one of the chosen ones that gets the head tingles, I you suppose. You don't get the tingles, the full body tingles. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want those. The best is the unexpected ASMR. Well, I remember when you told me that, this is when we first started dating, you said that you really liked when British people whispered, and I almost broke up with you. And then I made like a joke on your Facebook page about how you liked when British people whispered, and some girl from like <laughs> one of your classes like commented, oh, I wish I knew that winky face, and I was like, I'm so angry that so many people are into this, and also that you got hit on because of a joke I made. Well, as you learned soon after, it is a thing. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. many. It's always men that try and explain it to me like I'm too dumb to understand that it's not <laughs> sexual. Like, no, I get it. Oh, yeah, it just, just make fun of me. Well, yeah, well, I make fun of everyone for any small thing because I'm I'm just a bitter person. But... Well, you'll have a lot of ammunition with this movie, uh, Killing Spree. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're doing Killing Spree. Did yeah. you say that already? Yes. Okay. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to save the long bits for after we watch the movie. But I will say, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. There are a lot of things I enjoy about it. Uh, it will make you dumber. Okay. Well. You won't You won't want to You won't want to bring this up in, in your film forum? I, in your, in your... That's polite of you to think that I understand what a film forum is. Is that where a bunch of nerds just talk about giallo? And that's those are the only that's the only one I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, directed by Tim Ritter, known for uh, we actually had a teacher that knew Tim Ritter, and mentioned offhand Truth or Dare, a lesser movie of his. Lesser than uh, the one we're about to watch. It's not as entertaining, but it's it's something. I enjoy it. He also directed uh, Dirty Cop, No Donut, <laughs> starring Joel D. Winecoop, an early It's not of... a real person. It is a real person. I can show Joel you. Joel his... D. Winecoop? Yeah. That's like if you were like looking around a room, like looking for what <laughs> you were going to make your fake name, and you just saw a jewel pen. Jewel D. It's Joel. Wine. Coop. <laughs> uh, this movie actually stars Asbestos Felt. Oh my god. But Joel D. Winecoop, we know that is his real name. He is a real person. He's been in many of these movies, uh, specifically directed by Tim Ritter. Now he's a, an underground horror icon. I can show you his IMDb page, I'm his good. Facebook. No. He's in a lot of stuff, and he has a wife whose last name is also Winecoop, so you know it's legit. 
So, we're so he watch- has a wife? Is that your evidence that it's a real name? <laughs> he has a wife. He's in a lot of things. He was in a movie called like Animator, which I didn't see. It didn't look very good. Uh, he's in, yeah, he's in some, he was in a movie called Creep. You're uh, talking so fast. Like, I'm gonna like stop it. Let's, let's watch Killing Spree and then we'll return to talk about Killing Spree. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play Kip. A clip from Killing Spree. You broke. Tom, he wasn't trying to make a move on me. He was just telling me how much he pleased his girlfriend in bed. Get out of my house right now before I throw you out, you big ass. ass. It wasn't necessary for you to fly off the handle like that. I want this marriage to work. I love you. Like, hey, babe, like, why don't we go back to my bachelor pad, you know? Wow, that sounds great. So, Mr. Electrician, how would you like to fix my wiring? If you're not in any hurry, we could uh, lighten up this afternoon with some real action. Three in one day! That bitch! It's not her fault! It's sick men who have to be stopped from ruining my wife! we're back so we just watched killing spree yeah um i don't even know where to start i i fully zoned out like 15 minutes in i was like no i don't need to see this this doesn't need to be in my brain well i do want to say that um i had very selective memory with this movie Mm -hmm. with the kill scenes and the goofy stuff some of the bad dialogue but it ended up being a lot more dull than I remember it being. I think my main issue with it is is that it is just so boring. Like, we've watched bad films together yeah. that have at least been entertaining. My favorite slasher movie, Pieces. Yeah, we Pieces is at least, like, so much fun that you, like, can't help but like it, even though it's probably one of the worst films ever made. This movie, on the other hand... <laughs> This was a disappointment to revisit. Nothing happens until the last 15 minutes. And even when that happens, it's like, okay, speed it along. Like, you're actually getting to something interesting. Can you pull through? Like, make it worth the time that I've watched this poorly lit thing happen for an hour and 20 minutes? It's just, ah, God. And then they drop it at the end. Like, the end, it's just kind of like... All right, well, that's it. Yeah, so... Should you do a quick a quick summary of it? So Asbestos Felt plays a man who... Um, named Tom, right? Something. I don't know. I don't remember anybody's name. I think it's Tom. Tom. Uh, Asbestos Felt plays a man who works uh, fixing airplanes. Yeah, like a commercial airliner. I don't even think it's commercial airline because they have tiny planes going about you can have tiny planes and they're still commercial yeah you can do that but uh he suspects after finding a diary of his wife that she has been cheating on him with many many men and he decides that the only way to quell this problem for him is to murder all of them well and also i think the reason that he's so um paranoid by reading her journal like which if you ever read my journal you would just see a bunch of like scribbles of me like going 
does my belly button have anything in it? <laughs> I'm scared to look. I hate touching my belly button. But please don't read my journals. They're okay. private. Um, <laughs> unless you want to know about my belly button adventures. Um, but he, his uh, ex-wife, who he briefly mentions at the beginning, uh, cheated on him before. And that's why they got divorced. So I think that's where his paranoia is. He's also just a, a psychopath. Yeah, who knows if his wife, ex-wife actually cheated on him or not. So if you want a good... If people this movie is for... People this movie should be directed toward are people who enjoy watching uh, zany bearded men wobble around for an hour and a half. Yeah, And sure. one locked off wide shot. It's basically just like sitting in at like a a window seat of a bar in Chicago during a Cubs game. No, that's giving the movie too much credit. <laughs> like that's the thing though. Um I love a lot of movies like this and there's a lot that I do even though I don't didn't really enjoy it upon rewatch. Uh there's a lot that I do admire about this. Like I said there's that whole aspect of people who had no idea how to make anything. Right. Who just watched so many horror movies and said i want to do that well there's something to be it. said about like having a passion for something yeah. without necessarily having the skill to do it and just like saying you know what i can do it too i want to do it and like they and there's so many there are better examples of this none of them are particularly good some of them uh are on the scale of being better like uh, the burning moon but and are certainly a lot more entertaining but uh yeah this is one that i also just wanted to revisit and rewatch because i have good memories of it right so he um has been cheated on before i guess so he says if we're to believe the narrator um and then he finds his uh new wife they've been married for six months journal he reads it he finds out she's been having sex with a number of characters including Including, oh boy, where to start? His best friend, who's, who's about like forty years older than him. Yeah. Uh, and they're. Uh, I mean, you can have friends who are older. But it was just, there's a lot of questions that I have. And his best friend is talking about how his eighteen-year-old wife is named Angel. Angel is uh, a real wowser. And she has a orange mohawk. Yeah. Which I guarantee is only there so they could make the severed head yeah. drop look more Yeah, well, down. that's the thing. They probably had a severed head that looked like that, and they were like, we got to match it to someone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Ben's talking at dinner about how... Actually, no, because you don't hear what he's talking about. He's just whispering. No, no, no. They're not even whispering. They're just mouthing. They're mouthing. And he walks in and he says, what is probably the one of my favorite quotes from this movie? Get out of my house right now before I throw you out, you big ass. <laughs> you big ass. <laughs> and then she re responds with, uh, what was it? Um, he was just trying to tell me how much he pleased his wife. <laughs> They're, like This movie is filled with gold, though. It's it's so poorly written that I don't think that he has ever talked to a woman before what? in his entire life. It's just... I mean, no, maybe not even anyone. This is like if you gave an AI... You know how they have, like, Twitter about, yeah. like, AI systems writing scripts? Like, this is what that sounded like. But it's like. from a person, and that's why I appreciate it so much. It's just unfiltered. <laughs> At least AIs know how to write a metaphor. Like, this guy had no... Oh, all the puns in the movie that aren't... Puns? puns no he was yeah. like oh excuse me what was it oh it was 
something about layovers. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, so like, I guess we should say that his best friend Ben is a pilot, and yeah. um, and also they start off the conversation with him going, "So how do planes run?" It goes from "Thank you for the pork chops." How do pa- how do planes run? And right. It, 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 that's a summary of every segue into converse, half conversation. That well, gets. Ben's a pilot. Um, Tom's wife, whose name I cannot remember, Lisa. Lisa, Liz? yes, Lisa. Lisa was a stewardess. Tom had Lisa quit being a stewardess because, or a flight attendant, because. You know, she's a wife. I guess that's part of what he thinks that a wife should do is he like didn't not trust her. work. Yeah, exactly. He just didn't want her to go to work and he didn't want her to go on a layover. No pun intended, I guess, <laughs> because he didn't want her to lay over. I don't understand this. Didn't want her to get laid at the layover. Yeah, I, I guess that's close to what he was yeah. assuming. Um, so Ben comes back over with Angel, his 18 year old girlfriend, after. Tom has discovered her journal in which she says that she has had sex with Ben, in which the sex scene is from a... He, like, sees... He has a nightmare. Yeah, he has a nightmare where um, he walks in, and I love... And I think one thing I do love about this movie is every facial expression on the lead actor, Asbestos Felt's face. Whenever they do a close-up or just a wide shot of him shaking in place... Yeah. Oh, God. Um... No, there are definitely, like, moments where I'm like, oh, this is really cool. No, 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 it's not cool. It's very, very funny. Well, I thought some of the lighting, if you had just taken, like, if you just had a cinematographer take, like, one still, is that, I don't know, I don't know film terms. If you just had a picture, a person take a picture of that one moment with the lighting behind him where his hair is all crazy, I would have no idea, just looking at that picture, that this movie would be as awful it's as so, it is. Everything is so off-center, though. You're right. I, I love when he kills Angel and before he holds her head up, her severed head up, it's just this very, very wide shot. And their house is white. Everything in their house is white. And there's this. Right. Well, it's obviously a model home. Yeah. And you just see his tiny little head poke out from behind the banister and it's just all white and then tiny crazy man's head right. pop out. And he's just talking for a good like minute and a half. And it's little moments like that where you realize, did they know where to point the camera? Probably, probably not. And also, I wonder how much rehearsal went into it, too. Like, you know, blocking, like, just anything to help the actor know what their mark was. Yeah. Because I, I watch this and I don't really blame the actors for being bad. It's, oh, no. It's just the writing and the direction. I that's... don't think any of them are actors. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one was Joldy Winecoop. Because I know what Joldy Winecoop looks like now, but I was trying to spot him. And I couldn't find Oh, it's not a woman? No, no, no. It's Joel. Joel. Oh, I thought you were saying Joel. Could you, do you maybe know which one? Hold on. I'll pull up a picture of him. I want to look up and see. So what happens next, if we want to keep with the summary, is uh, he kills his friend during a paranoid moment. Then he kills Angel by cutting her head off kills angel he uh continues to kill all the people that come over and uh keeps reading in our diary the tv repairman um the electrician who uh in the flashback scene they show the sex scene and she never gets naked in the movie 
thank God. And like, the repairman gets... Not in a bad way. I mean, she's beautiful, but I'm also just like, <laughs> they put her in such a weird position in this movie where she has to be in, like, all of these, like, very vulnerable positions with these really, really just, like... And I'm not trying to body shame anyone at all, but, like, as a young woman that's, like, not really like getting probably paid a lot like she's having all these old gross men like kiss her and like i don't know i just like can't dissociate from those things because it makes me like so uncomfortable that i just cringe watching it fully clothed in the bed the uh electrician gets into the bed and then they pull the covers over them and they just kind of rustle around you just see movements like it's a sims game yeah (laughs) yeah and yeah there is no pelvic movement at all uh, which is really nice because it makes me feel safe and you know i'm glad that they had that conversation before filming because there are other movies of this caliber uh where it's obvious that they did not talk about any of that beforehand and everybody's wearing clothes in the sex scene and it's just a whole different type it's a whole another level of incompetent and wait what do you mean everyone's wearing clothes oh everyone's wearing clothes they're they're just like dry humping okay this happens in other movies where they the director obviously didn't speak to the actors beforehand about what they were comfortable performing yeah yeah and it's just a whole uh, that happens in um nail gun massacre okay yeah so basically he's killing about six to seven men that she has written about in her journal only for us to spoiler alert stop now if you want to watch this movie (laughs) which please do not you do not need to fill your brain with Um, this as it turns out uh all of the kills for this movie are in the trailer online and i was really sad about that because i thought there were more oh that's so annoying it's all in the it's all in the trailer um best parts she was not actually having sex with these men she was like a smut writer. Like yeah. She like was like a romance and sex writer, and, and they, she was just like trying to hide them from her husband. So I, she thought that her journal would be safe because you know there's a level of trust that you have between a husband and wife, not to like go, you know, looking in your journal <laughs> for like weird stuff. But I mean, so- I feel stupid for not picking up on that when they have the romance magazines out. Okay, but I mean, it's not written in a way that there would be like a red herring. I don't honestly think that he was intelligent enough to put red (laughs) herrings in. I think the romance magazines might have been smart, but, you know, I don't know. There weren't enough cues. And also, I love the scene when he's sitting there for like 30 seconds to a minute. He's just flipping through a Fangoria magazine because... The back cover has the poster for an earlier movie from Killing Spree's director, Tim Ritter, um, Truth or Dare. And you're just looking at the poster for Truth or Dare. For well, day. okay, so that happens a lot in TV and film, too. Like, in The Good Place, when Kristen Bell's at a checkout counter when mm. she's alive, she's reading through a magazine, and it has Daniel, Fe- or uh, what's his name, Feinstein from oh. Parks and Rec's uh, oh. Cologne as an advertisement oh. on the back it's a because feinstein's exotic for pawnee yeah. <laughs> from indiana that is very true um there are um so it uh wait so where yeah. were we at the, yeah romance so novels. romance novels and she's 
just like has no idea that he's been murdering all these people. Yeah. So the last 15 minutes basically of the movie, all the dead people, all the dead men that he has killed and buried in his backyard come to life, which is truly could have been the coolest part of the movie. Like it could have been so genuinely cool because the makeup was kind of awesome. Oh yeah. Um and there that's not to discredit the makeup that happens throughout the movie. I love my favorite part of this movie is when the elderly woman that lives in the neighborhood that he meets in the beginning of the movie with the wig. Uh, oh yeah. Her comes, wig was not pinned down. When she comes in, she steals a Fangoria magazine, puts it under her shirt when she goes over to borrow laxatives because uh, her husband, they didn't make that clear. She comes over because her husband ate all the laxatives and now was stuck on the toilet. And it sounds like she came over to use the toilet, but then she borrows laxatives. Very confusing. Uh, but later she comes over after she witnesses a murder and starts going, you're not into some exact words, some cult devil bull crap, are you? And then she says, maybe you can help me kill my husband. Cause he's a pain in my ass right now. And then, uh, he takes the, uh, the other end of the hammer the uh the, the other the back end of a hammer i'm never gonna know what you're talking about <laughs> when he takes the hammer I, I i know you keep saying hammer and back end of hammer <laughs> the, back, the back end of the hammer i don't know what it is that you use to pull out the nails yeah i know what you're saying i know what that is i just don't know what it's called <laughs> he uh shoves it into her jaw and pulls her jaw off and then starts pulling like just what i'm guessing is like chicken livers or something out from her head and then pushes her onto the ground and then i love that scene and then i love when uh she comes back later and everybody else in the scene is a person in makeup but she's just this prop that one of the zombies is just waving around as she walks <laughs> and there is one this movie is filled with attempts at being funny yeah that are just hurt but yeah. there is one scene that did make me go <laughs> Uh, when they're all standing around and they're all going, I should kill him, I should kill him. And then the old woman without the jaw goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they all go, shut up. I, I enjoyed that bit. I found that Yeah, famous. you like telling old women to shut up. <laughs> I see you do it all the time. And you know, I'm a good girlfriend, so I don't say anything. <laughs> they're not even I just, saying anything. And I, I just, just shut up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they give him a choice to either kill Lisa or... Um, and live with the guilt or they kill him i believe isn't that right yeah um he ends up just killing himself and lisa gets away and that's the end of the movie but there's one last jump scare where he pops out of the floorboards yes um i do i really enjoyed the lead actor's performance in this movie i really liked lisa in it i mean okay so if these would be good actors if they were just like given like more of like direction and like a completely different script. I mean, again, Joel D. Winecoop uh, is isn't a bad actor. He's just in movies made by bad bad directors, bad people, bad people. <laughs> no, they're not. That's the thing. A lot of starring in O.J. Simpson's directorial debut, Joel D. Winecoop. But that's also the thing why I love all these movies because I know where the directors are coming from. Where it... no, for sure. Like and then. The thing about making fun of it is that it's kind of not cool to do that because someone, he like financed it. He had a passion yeah. project. He went out and made a movie that I think he also knows that it's bad. Yeah. How could he not? <laughs> I mean, truly and delusional. You get like, well, I don't know, because you get some tongue in cheekness with this. And I think this is where 
in the late 80s when it kind of shifted and a lot of the american movies that are in this vein did have that in there they didn't want to be completely laughed at but it's there they're aware yeah i mean it's very very low budget i mean i think it only takes place in like two or three different settings yeah except for the uh uh Actually, they go into an airplane hangar, a working airplane, or where we meet. Right. Uh, so they have the home, the airplane hangar, and the office. Yeah. Three. The Stewmaster. Oh my God. When he, just the fact that I don't think the writer director knows what stew is. I love to chomp down on a nice stew. You don't no, chomp on it was stew. Sink his teeth into. Yeah. Well, you don't do that with stew. You slurp it like a normal person. I mean, that that was one of my greatest example examples of, oh, this man has never talked to anybody. Yeah, he's never. It's just like he was stuck in a room with a laptop, and they were like, we'll only let you out of this room. <laughs> also, he's a fetus when they tell him this. <laughs> we'll only let you out of this room, fetus, if you can write us an entire horror movie. And he's like, blah, 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 because he's a fetus. So he does. <laughs> he, gets he gets out when he is 14 years old. He has seen no sunlight or talked to anyone. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I, but uh, yeah, this is an obvious. But sometimes, sometimes um, the concept of stringing a movie around death scenes does work. Like that's what the Beyond was. Sure. It was just that was Fulci was like, I had some ideas for death scenes. So I just threw a story in there kind of. Ended up being one of the greatest horror movies ever made. That's the one where they end up in hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, then you have this one where they're not uh, filmmakers with 20 years of experience in multiple genres. And it's just someone who's like, yeah, I've seen some horror movies. I'll, uh, I'll make one too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that aspect of it is admirable for sure. I mean, it's not watchable. Like, I was literally editing while I was watching it. Like, there, I couldn't concentrate. There's many, many better examples of what i like about this movie many more yeah well i mean do you have anything else to say on it um (laughs) well i mean there is still again so many elements that i love about this yeah mainly in the kills i am a fan of the gore how did we not say it was filmed in jupiter florida also i think that is probably the most telling thing about it (laughs) well that's also all of his movies are florida based i do Actually, do I want to revisit Truth or Dare? He made a fifth Truth or Dare recently. The Truth or Dare series is still going on. The only Truth or Dare that I know of is Madonna's, and you are not worthy. Ah. No, because there's a scene in that movie where, because I remember I walked in while you were watching it, and I sat down, and the only scene that I witnessed was the one where, was it her tour manager walks over and explains to Madonna how she was raped the night before, and Madonna's only response is going, yeah um just laughing at her yeah i'm like i don't think i like madonna well the, no madonna's kind of the worst she also made aretha franklin's death all about herself which prompted my favorite tweet of all time when conan o'brien said <laughs> when i die i hope madonna makes it all about herself too <laughs> <laughs> and she wears an eye patch and she's not a pirate so yeah i mean i wish there was a way to put appropriation with arg matey but there's no way in my brain i was like those two words could come together <laughs> yeah no truth or dare um yeah uh there are five of those they're still making those and joldy Winecoop is the star of all of them 
I don't believe that that person exists. I know you just showed me kind of a picture of them, but I don't. I'll show you his Facebook. Apparently, he's a very, very nice man. I mean, you'd have to be with a name like Joel D. Minecoop. Winecoop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm never going to call him by the right name. He doesn't earn it. And then we have Asbestos Felt. That, I mean, it's literally spelled like asbestos. What, I'm going to look up what it was. But, I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm just bummed that I couldn't watch Mindhunter. Uh, no, we're still going to watch Mindhunter tonight. I know, but I miss so much Mindhunter. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, I haven't seen any of Tim Ritter's other movies past this. I know Sub Rosa Studios, the company that originally released this, and uh, after this Eden Entertainment dvd continued to release it oh wait no no no! camp motion pictures picked up the rights to it but uh they continued got the rights back released a blu-ray of the director's cut version which i am curious about but not curious enough to spend the 35 dollars that it costs but uh yeah tim ritter uh kept making movies still is uh they're not great but i appreciate that they're still happening on a level of underground horror that they circulate on and you really have to search them out so i like that i like that it's still kind of happening out of five unpinned grandma wigs how many would you give i'd give like two two and a half unpinned grandma wigs yeah I give it. I, I mean, there's parts of this that I enjoy, even though the majority of the movie is disappointingly dull. Because um, I loved this movie when I first saw it. I still knew it was bad, but I still thought like, oh, this movie's wild. And now I'm watching it. Only only parts of it are wild. Hmm. But I'd still give it. It gets that rating for the effort and, and the love that goes into it. Though I don't think I like it as much as uh say like 555 where it's a similar thing where that movie's kind of dull no no but there's no tongue in going on a rant I'll keep this one short (laughs) there's no like 555 the Wally cause movie which I love even though I love it more as I watch it because that one takes itself completely seriously and this one kind of knew what I was going for and I think the jokiness brings it down quite a bit but yeah well i mean it's watchable i suppose kind of not really i really didn't watch <laughs> it so <laughs> i really barely you watched it out i but i was still fully able to explain the movie from literally not watching it yeah there's not much in terms of uh, i watched every moment they were like no you have to see this i really like i kept my eye on it but then i was also like i cannot watch this <laughs> this is killing my brain i'm like trying to edit up fucking essay right now and it's like killing me what are your favorite lines from the movie because i think that next to the gore there are golden lines um come back to my bachelor pad no i did like his accent though it was very much like i've got uh why do i always go to australian every time i try and do an accent you're not far off it's like uh (laughs) florida (laughs) backwoods attempt at doing a valley, valley. Yeah. yeah it was definitely yeah backwoods valley um that sounds like a ranch company <laughs> <laughs> um Can i don't know before i throw you out you big ass yeah the big ass one was great uh, the guy with a cowboy hat with a giant feather walking out the texas sort of guy who just goes it's hotter than a whore's ass yeah that guy kept grabbing his balls and yeah. 
Well, when I ever, when some, not everyone, because no one says this because it's very <laughs> offensive, but when someone says it's hotter than a whore's ass, I always think of Drop Dead Gorgeous when the Becky Lehman's dad is about to blow her up and he's like, it's hotter than a whore's ass out yeah. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I can't really think of any lines that are quotable right now. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll slowly pepper into our regular lives. Oh, great. <laughs> I really thought the layover one made me literally just like zilch. Like, you know, when you have like a lightning bolt yeah. headache and you're like, oh my God, did I have a stroke? Like, I just had a really sharp headache for a oh. second. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for showing me this movie. <laughs> it was an interesting experiment in how much I am willing to put up uh, with before I leave you. The next <laughs> the next one will be better, but I can't promise this is the last one somewhat in this vein. Oh, wait. I found my favorite quote. You screw my wife, I screw drive your head. Oh, you know, when he throws the <laughs> screwdriver on the cowboy hat, man. Yes. Head. All yeah, right. There, oh, how about a haircut slime ball before he lifts the electrician <laughs> up into a... a, a ceiling fan that he's fitted with machetes yeah on the ends of it which i love because you see the process of him doing that too yes um next week i'm gonna make you watch never been kissed okay it's drew barrymore uh i think it's like late 90s early 2000s i believe it might be 2000 but it's fun and it's cute and it'll be fun okay this was fun and cute i thought it was cute there's a lot of cuteness in this you thought this movie was cute yeah, because there's a lot of cute and all. They're doing it. They're making the movie that they wanted to. Which, it can go so much worse. I watched the movie Bloodletting, and oh man, that one is terrible because whoever made that one thought it was brilliant. And it is not. This one, the guy knew he was making a slasher. Just kind of a, eh, a slasher. And just kind of went with it. And it's, you know, it's nice. It's cute. It's fun. Making a movie. If you ever call a child in the future cute, I'm going to also let the parent know that you compared this movie to being cute as well, so they know the bar to set for their child's appearance. Anyways. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. (laughs) If you're there. (laughs) All right, bye.